As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And wow, am I excited to have you here today. You see, by the time we finish today, you're going to know what it takes to build a successful marketing plan for your practice. You're going to have a much better understanding of what goes into creating a successful marketing plan, including before someone comes into your office, while they're in your office, and more importantly, what happens after they leave your office. And we're going to dive in. You're, you're going to actually walk away with some insights and have the ability to get a one-page business worksheet that's really going to help simplify your life. But more importantly, you're going to feel empowered and motivated to move forward and make this the best year ever in your practice. And I'm so excited with our guest today. We've got uh, uh, Patrick Chavesti, and he is the co-founder of Omni Premier. And for the past 27 years, he's been helping dentists just like you build strong and healthy practices. Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, Tim. I can't tell you how grateful I am to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, absolutely. Likewise. And, and you know, marketing uh, sometimes can be a little, you know, strategic. Sometimes it can be a happy accident too. And uh, actually, when, when we were talking before the show, I asked you, you know, Patrick, how did you get started? And, and you said, the truth be told, it was actually a happy accident. So, so share a little bit about how you got into this 27 plus years ago. Yeah. So, well, 27 years ago, I was working in a sales organization and started working more and more in their marketing department of their national company. And so I ended up um, really kind of taking on their print advertising, which was seven figures a month um, and a good deal of their uh, television and radio advertising too, mostly in print. So that's where I started with it. Um, you know, I started, uh, gosh, 16, 15 years ago, I should say 19 years ago, I was approached by a company that was working specifically in the digital space and knew that I had um, brick and mortar experience and, and wanted me to jump on board their team. And I did um, that company, um, which I was fortunate enough to be a shareholder and ended up selling to a publicly traded company. Um, I was kind of forced out of that industry for a period of time for um non-compete reasons, um, started working with um, plastic surgeons and uh, I was working with plastic surgeons nationally to this day. I still do some, not as much as dentistry or working with dentists. Um, when a cosmetic dentist said, hey, I want to do something outside the box. I see you're working with this plastic surgeon here in town. They're having great results. Um, can you help me market um, my services um, to people who may be interested in them? And, and sure enough, that's how we jumped into it. So by accident, um, and then one thing that led to another, and, and now we're doing, uh, you know, dentistry. Um, I work in it daily. Uh, it's my favorite 
uh, zone that we're in um, out of the three major areas that my company works in. And so that's it. I mean, just, you know, phone call. That's all it took. Wow. That, that's amazing. And so, so right. You, you mentioned you, you spend the most time in dental right now and it's, it's the favorite part of, of you know, the, the different kind of segments that you work in. What do you love about working in dentistry so much? So what I love about dentistry, of course, with the insurance component um, part of it, but I, I, I see dental practices being very similar to any other consumer driven um, industry. And I know that there's a lot of dentists that are would argue and say that it's not. And I, I can agree with them from a clinical point of view. Um, but from the way that the consumer uh, sees it, um, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you're not just competing for their dental dollars. You're competing for the dollars that people would spend on and anything else that they enjoy in their life. Um, you know, that trip to Disneyland or, you know, a new car or what have you. So that part of the business, I just, I find fascinating. I, I, I always have. Yeah. You know what? I remember years ago when I first got it started in dental and, and just like you, I, I love dentistry. I, I get to sleep with the dentist every night and I'm married to her. So that's a good thing. But yep. you know, I, I remember working with a real top tier consultant and, and his statement was, you know what? Your competition isn't the dentist down the street. The competition is all the magazines that you've got laying in your front lobby, advertising a new cruise or a new set of golf clubs or the latest vacation, right? So often that's what the consumer and you as the doctor are actually competing against are, are the dollars that they may spend elsewhere. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we know that everyone has a mouth, right? Um, that, that everyone certainly does. And 50% of the general public, and everyone knows this, doesn't see the dentist regularly, right? And it's it's not because of 50% of the population doesn't like the dentist or hates the dentist or any of these other terms that are, you know, are less than ideal to hear. Um, it's because their dollars are, they have other things that they would want, that they would like to spend their money on, um, right? And that's why we don't see people come in until there's an emergency or, you know, later on in life. So um, that to me is just, it, there's literally 50% of the, the market is untapped um, in dentistry. And I can't think of any other um, area of business that we see that. I just, I can't. Yeah, I mean, that, that's absolutely an amazing statistic to think that 50% of the market out there is really untapped. And I, and we want to dive into that. And if you stick around to the end, you're going to get access to a one-page marketing worksheet that can really help you tap into that that untapped 50%. But you know, I, I kind of want to back up some first too, Patrick, because I, I know so often terms get tossed around. We talk about marketing, we talk about advertising, we talk about sales, we talk about all these different things. And so, you know, from a high level, is there a difference between marketing and, and advertising? Huge difference. Yep. So I'm going to break it down like this. When when I ask somebody what are they doing for marketing in their business and they say, I'm, I'm not doing any marketing, that's nonsense. Marketing is anything that you do in a business that um, or any organization for that matter that um, a patient sees, consumer sees, right? So the way that you, the hours that you're open is part of your marketing. Right? How you answer the phone, that's a huge part of your marketing. What does your practice look like? That's marketing, right? So it's not just um, how you get in front of new patients or potential patients. That's advertising, right? Marketing is everything that you do intentionally or unintentionally in your practice. If you have, you know, if you have dirty uh, lamps in your ops, that's marketing, right? And it's unintentional, right? Or maybe it's intentional. I don't really know. Um, from the clothes that your employees where to, um, you know, what is the greeting when they answer the phone? Is it, is it all the same or is it not? So literally every single thing that you do in your practice is marketing. 
advertising has a very big part or an important part of um, a marketing plan, right? It's definitely one of the boxes that you need to have checked in a, in a marketing plan. But advertising is how you get your messaging in front of your potential audience, right? Or, or the audience that you want to see. So that's the difference between advertising and marketing. So if you have um, a really poor experience, for instance, you could have the best advertising in the world. But if you answer the phone, like, why are you calling us? It's really bad marketing, right? So hmm. great advertising isn't going to work with poor, extremely poor marketing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it really sounds like, you know, the marketing, right? What, what a different way to think about marketing. It, it's anything that your patients or, you know, potential patients interact with, right? It's what they see. It's what they experience when they're interacting with you and your, your dental practice. That's right. Yeah. When, when, when I get a phone call, it's a common phone call, like, Hey, you know, I want to use your services. Um, what can you do? And what do you, you what do you charge? That, the answer to that question is, is, I don't know who you are. I don't know what services that you want to advertise. I don't know who the audience that you want to get in front of. And I don't know if you're even a dentist or not, right? You could literally just, you know, have uh, decided to call yourself a dentist and hung up a sign. And, you know, you just, you, you know, you, you're a criminal, right? That's, you're fraudulent. So really until any advertising company or marketing company understands who you are and what you're doing, it's really impossible to understand what you're trying to advertise. Hmm. And so there's a lot of products on this, this, this earth that would be really fun to advertise, right? That would be really fun to help market. There's a lot of products on this earth that I, I simply wouldn't, um, right? Just because it's either a really bad product, it's a really bad service, or maybe I just don't agree with, with you know, I don't identify with what they're doing. So um, so important to really understand what the marketing looks like. What's the experience look like for the, for the patient um, before you even start to talk about advertising. Wow. Now, right. So, so I, I appreciate that distinction, certainly understand it, but you know, what happens if, if we start kind of doing that analysis at the office and, and we realize, man, my, my, my marketing, right. I got a whole lot of things that are, that are not just right. And how I want to present them. Is it even worth doing advertising yet? That's a really good question. And I can't answer that question, but what I can tell you that if um, the more in order your practice is, the better experience that is for a patient, the better return on investment you're going to see for your from your advertising dollars. So if you look at it this way, if you went on Google right now and, and Googled um, fast food restaurant near me, and you found the one that has 1.1 stars and it has a thousand negative reviews and there's some of them are flat out scary. And then you looked at a restaurant that had 4.3 reviews or 4.3 rating in a thousand. Which one of those do you think for a dollar for dollar would have a better return on investment? The, the 4.3, right? The better restaurant would certainly um, do better with their marketing dollars. And that, that's a real scenario, right? When you get coupons and, and mail in the mail from restaurants, it's easier because um, they're new and they need to get the word out or they're struggling, right? Um, if you're the best restaurant in town, if you think about it, you spend a few dollars on advertising, word of mouth takes off, return on investment is, you know, through the roof. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So so it almost sounds like the, the marketing and advertising, you can really work on concurrently and right, maybe your marketing isn't up to par. Maybe you don't have, you know, all those stellar online reviews, but you can still be doing that advertising and at the same time be addressing all those marketing things to raise the ROI of the advertising that you're doing. Yeah. And you should always be doing that, right? You should always be. 
I, the type of organizations that I want to work with, and I think the same with you, Tim, the ones that are always trying to do better, like aren't comparing themselves to the person down the street. They're comparing themselves to the person they were yesterday or the business they were yesterday. And how do we improve from that? You know, kind of just to reiterate, um, you know, if, if you had a hundred phone calls, potential new patients into a practice today and nobody answered the phone and you spent a million dollars or a hundred dollars, your return on investment is going to be zero. Right. If nobody's answering the phone, it's going to be zero. So you can see how important that marketing really matters when it comes to um, your marketing plan matters when it comes to return on investment. Yeah, so so very, very true. Now, I, I know just kind of talking about this, right, I, I'm hearing you loud and clear. I, I get the importance of marketing, get the importance of advertising. But I can tell you, it, it starts to feel a little overwhelming. Just the, the couple of things we've mentioned from, you know, answering the phones to how you dress in your practice to, you know, what does your waiting room look like to, you know, what are you doing advertising wise? And then, you know, just to think about all the different platforms, right? Print mail, you got all the social channels, you got Google, right? There's so much going on. How do you start down this road? How, how do you do an assessment of where you are? How do you start simplifying this so that you can make good choices and really move forward with that marketing plan that makes sense for your practice? Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a, probably the best question I've, I've had asked of me in a, in a long time. So um, several years ago, I started to look at, I would get a lot of phone calls of people that are like, hey, I did this advertising, it didn't work. And can you help me? And I would say, yeah, here, we can do this. And it's this much money. They go, well, I just spent this with this other company that didn't work. Why would I spend money with you? And why would you call me? Right. Um, so I started to really investigate, hey, why does why does advertising fail for almost always? It, it literally does. And the reason is there is no plan. There is no strategy behind it. So I want you to kind of think about um, how simple it is to really lose weight and get in shape. It's really simple. It, it is. It's have a plan, right? A strategy, have a, a diet strategy and have a uh, workout strategy, right? And then the, the third ingredient that you need is you have to actually execute that. That's where people get in trouble, right? Is, is actually following through with it. So I say this all the time, like if I want to lose 50 pounds um, and get in shape, I actually have to have a diet over a long period of time that leads to getting in shape. And I have to have a workout plan that leads to that. I can't just do it on one day. I can't just eat a salad on Wednesday and go for a walk on a Thursday and step on the scale and expect 50 pounds to be gone, right? So unfortunately, there's no short steps to this. But what we can do is lay out that plan, right? Then it's, of course, up to everyone to execute it. So when we look at this plan, um, the, the first step that we have to start with is identifying a target audience right? Who is your ideal patient and what do they look like? So just to give you an example, I, this is a call that we get, one with this advertising company. I don't accept Medicaid. All I'm getting is Medicaid patients. Well, did the marketing company know what your, your audience is? What's your, what's your ideal patient? What are you looking for? Well, I never told them that. How are they supposed to market you, right? How are they supposed to advertise? So I like to tell people all the time, one of the first things you can, should consider, and this is step number one of that worksheet, Tim, is what are the people that bring you the most amount of joy to work with? Hmm. Who are the types of people that are most like you? Because usually we like to work with people that are like us, right? So if you love fly fishing and you're 50 years old and you love golf, you might want to bring in patients that love fly fishing and golf, right? Think about the rapport that you're going to have with that patient when they come in that door, right? A lot of people just think, oh, I just want people within three miles of my practice because they're told that's the best 
place to find patients. What if you don't like those patients? Right? What if you don't identify with those patients, right? So first of all, identify an audience. And by the way, for the specialists out there listening, Tim, you know, this audience may be direct to consumer and it also might be to um, general practitioners, right? So it might be into general um, clinics um, to get referrals from them, right? So you'd have two different audiences. And hmm. This is what's important next, Tim, is you have to know what messaging goes to that audience. So if you think about this, if you are marketing to other doctors because you're a specialist and you're marketing to and advertising to the general public, you're going to have different messaging for both of them, right? So if you have two or three different niche audiences that you're that you want to bring into your practice, that's okay to do. Make sure that your messaging is specific to that niche audience. Does that hmm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Does that add additional complexity when you're trying to target more than one niche or is that something that's pretty easy to do? You know, it well, it is easy. Um, may not be the right word. It is it's relatively um, easy to do, especially when you know what the message is and who the audience is. Does it make your plan more complex? Yeah. Does it increase your return on investment? Significantly. Does it bring in the types of patients that you want to work with? Absolutely. Right. So it's worth that extra step to do. Okay. Now, for some practices, they may only have one niche audience. If you're a you know, customer yesterday, 30 year old dentist, I just want to see a ton of Invisalign cases and I want 20 to 25 year old females coming into my practice, you know, specifically. So what we what we're going to do with her is create messaging. We know the audience, so we know where to find them. And by the way, when you know what your niche audience is there, you can can actually get that message directly to them. Um, so for instance, TikTok is a wonderful place for her to be because it's a 70% of their users are under the age of 30. Hmm. So, and then what type of messaging? Well, TikTok is filled with funny, silly dances. This is a, this is a type of doctor. Well, she's incredibly skilled and highly educated. She's into that funny little dance stuff. She's, she's going to create some little funny dances, right. That are going to get the attention so think about a 22-year-old person that goes, oh, wow, this doctor's having fun. This is the type of doctor that I want to go see to straighten out my teeth, right? So you can see how effective it would be. Now, she also does implants, right? If we sent that message to my mom, who's 70 years old, she's going to be like, who in their right, who would go see this dentist? Nobody would. So you can see how important it is to segment hmm. your advertising, your messaging to that specific audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. A lot of people jump in and they go, hey, I want to be on Google or I want to do direct mail or I want to be in a magazine or I want to be on a billboard. Well, don't make that decision until you know who your audience is, because if you want to reach, you know, right, if you want to reach people who lean to the right that are 70 years old, don't go on CNBC, go on Fox and the, choose the other. If you want to reach, you know, a younger, more liberal audience, you go on CNBC, you don't go on Fox News. Make sense? Oh, ab absolutely. So it really sounds like the question that we should be asking is not if I should be on Google or Facebook or TikTok or whatever the thing is tomorrow. We should be asking, where is our audience, right? Where are the patients that you want to see? And then let that drive the decision of where to do the advertising. 100%, right? Wow. You know, one more example on direct mail, because I get this question all the time. Does it work? Some people say it works great. Some people say it doesn't at all. I tried it one time. And it didn't work. Now, remember that when I say I tried it one time and it didn't work. I tried going to the gym one time and I didn't leave there looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Me too. Yeah. Right. So you see what I'm getting at. Right. So so the one time thing is like, of course, almost anything that you try, you name it, skateboarding, golf, 
doesn't matter. Juggling, right? There's hardly anything on this planet that we try one time and actually have success doing. So, um, you know, direct mail, and I'll give you a for instance on this. If you I live in Colorado and it's one of the, I think there's like more dogs per household in Colorado, per capita in Colorado than like anywhere in the country. Everybody has a dog. Everybody. I have three dogs, right? Can't think of, I think almost every one of our, our, our team members has dogs. So, if you wanted to put out a message, if you're a dog lover like me, and if you're like my wife who supports every dog charity there is under the sun, and you wanted to reach people who love pets because you have something in common with them, if you send a direct mail piece to people who had donated to a pet-related charity in the last year with a picture of you and maybe your family and a couple of Labradors, think about the how that's going to be received by the person who donated to the SPCA last year, right? Hmm. Like that and go, oh, wow, I'm a dog lover too. This dentist is a dog lover. You know, this is where I want to go. We I actually have a client who has two, I think this might've changed a little bit with COVID, but has two poodles that are in this practice. They're, 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 they're um, comfort dogs and people love it. You look at the reviews and people are like, I love the comfort. Advertise that to pet lovers. Don't advertise that to people who, you know, suffer from pet allergies. Hmm. That's brilliant. Yeah. Very, very good. All right. So, right. You, you kind of start off with who do you love to work with, right? Who are you yep. looking to attract? And then from there, what's that next step? I, I know we covered hmm. it, but, but from a high level, what was that again? Yeah. So this is the, the, so we've got, you know, the first is identify your audience. Second step is uh, your messaging, right? Mm-hmm. Why should they come see you? So the messaging to the, those audiences that you've chosen. And then the third step is that's when you start to pick the media. Once you know your audience, then you can decide media. And that's platform, medias, you know, any place that you can potentially get your message in front of your niche audience. So TV, radio, print, door hangers, mail, Facebook, and TikTok. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Um, right. So those are the first three steps. Now we get into the during phase. So now somebody knows who you are. They've heard of you. They saw your messaging. Right Now what do we do? And Tim, this is the these next three boxes. In this worksheet, um, these are probably the most critical that are also the most neglected across mm. the board, right? So that um, really comes down to a lack of follow-up. You've done the heavy lifting, you've spent the money, you've done the work, you've gotten somebody to say, hey, what is this organization about? And then you just ignore them, right? That has to stop. And let me give you an example. You gotta have a lead capturing system. Every single, and, and it's a fancy way of saying, everyone who comes in contact with your practice Every single person, you need to have their contact information. You need to have a minimum their email address. That's simple nowadays. You probably should have their name and you probably should have their phone number. And let me give you a scenario of what this looks like. Someone who calls your practice, we all know this question. How much does it cost for blank? How much do you charge for a crown? How much do you charge for an extraction? Almost every person answering the phone across the country has been trained to answer that based on the policies and procedures of that practice, right? Maybe they give out a price. Maybe they give out a price range. Maybe they say, we never give out a price. That doesn't matter to me right now. What you should be doing always is get their email address. That's a fantastic question. You know, here's how much we charge, or this is the range, or we won't tell you that, but let me do this. We have a free, you know, we have a $39 new patient exam. Um, Let me go ahead and email you the coupon so you have it if you decide to come in you, you, you can use that coupon. Okay, great. What's your email address? 
a person gives you their email address. Now you have it. Guess what? Now you get to advertise to that person forever for almost free, right? Mm. It's newslet- digital newsletters are, are next to, to nothing. You can upload that email address into a social media platform and potentially advertise to the person there for, for pennies, right? So wow. I, yeah. So ideally you want to create your own audience because when you advertise on Google direct mail, you're just renting an audience, right? You're renting Google's audience, Facebook's audience, the U S postal services audience. What you want to do is build your own audience. So you no longer have to spend money or can significantly lower what you're spending on outside sources and just have your own advertise your own market to advertise to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. And, and what a simple, easy way to get an email address is, you know what? Give me your email address so I can send you a coupon. Who who doesn't? Yep. Here, here's my email. Right. Yeah. So it works two ways too. So oh my gosh. it's it's a it's a win win. There's a there's a uh, there's a, a television cook. His name is Alton Brand. That is probably the only guy that I ever watched. I haven't watched him in years. But he said you should never have anything in your kitchen that doesn't perform more than one task. Right. So if it performs one task, you don't need it in your kitchen. This this right here can perform multiple tasks because if you think about it, if it's a price question. And they're saying, how much is an extraction? That's a good one. How much does an extraction cost? You're not the only dentist they're calling. If you email them, right, and you they have that, even though they may call three, four, five other dentists, you've gotten in front of them twice. You have to talk to them on the phone, and now you've got an email in front of them. What are the odds are if price is not be, it's not the issue anymore, what are the odds that they contact you again through the roof? You never know what's going to change with people. They may be asking about an extraction today. Five years from now, they may be very financially successful on talking about implants. Yeah. Right. So free. So um, how are you going to nurture an audience? Right. So once you have an audience, if they're just in your database and you're not doing anything with them, you're missing out on opportunities. So digital newsletters, really easy way to nurture an audience. Social media is a really easy, cost effective way to, to stay in front of your audience. Right. You just always want to be in front of people. And you probably don't have a listener who has not heard of McDonald's. McDonald's is in front of people all the time because they're nurturing their audience. They're just staying in front of them. They're keeping them warm. So it's always on somebody's mind when, you know, they didn't go to the gym that day and they've got, uh, you know, a a craving for something not so healthy. So you've got to nurture that audience. Wow. Uh, I love it, right? This is so simple, so easy, and you're really starting to bring just a very clear path forward on on how to build that marketing plan. And all of a sudden, all these unrelated things, I'm starting to see how they really fit together. Right. Yeah. And you're going to even see this more here in a few minutes, because when we get into step number six, six, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but it's how to convert a patient, how to convert someone from that email list who's been kind of in your audience who hasn't come in, how to convert them. There's a lot of different ways to do that. Here in Col- in Colorado, everyone says that September is really slow in dental practices. Um, I think some of it is a self-fulfilling practi- uh, prophecy, right? We've decided that it's going to be slow, so it is. But one of the things that you can do is if you have people that are in your audience and they haven't been in, you know, and you have 300 email addresses of people that called you in the last year but never came into your practice, advertise a special in September. You know, do a do a low cost. If you're if you're wide open, if your schedule's not booked up, that's a good time to offer a promotion, right? That's the offer, the time to offer a discount. Don't offer discounts when you're busy, right? Yeah. Basic supply and demand, right? So, um, you know, think of a good ways. Step number six to to convert people that are listening to you or have heard you but haven't come into your practice. Excellent, right? You, you do that, and all of a sudden, you may start saying nobody comes in September anymore because we're too crowded. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, 
Um, you know, so then we get into after. So this is another area that I think um, I don't I don't think I know people miss out on a lot. So we look at step number seven is how are you going to deliver a world class experience? Right. And so I think a lot of people think today and in, in this we work with a bunch of startups. Um, always. We get a lot of calls from startups. We love working with a reasonable amount of startups at a time. Um, and they, a lot of these startups are beautiful, right? When you walk into that practice, it's amazing, right? New modern design, all the, the latest equipment. I mean, it's just, just nice. You got chandeliers and, you know, uh, food and beverage bars and all this kind of stuff. That's part of the experience. But another part of the experience is I like to think about Nordstrom's, you know, if, if, when you work, if you ever bought something at Nordstrom's, when you're paying for it, when the person's done checking you out, they never hand a bag over the counter. They walk it around the counter. Just a simple little thing, right? So you don't need to spend money to, to build a world-class experience. You need to answer the phone, right? You need to answer the phone the same way. You need to greet, you need to greet your patients the same way when they come in. Um, if, you know, if you book a new patient appointment for tomorrow at one o'clock for uh, Patrick, and a person that you've never seen before walks in five minutes early. Guess who that is? It's Patrick, right? And you can greet it. Hello, are you Patrick? Yeah. Oh, we're so glad that you're here, right? Just a simple little thing, right? Um, the way that you bring someone back to the ops, everything is that world-class experience. So what are the little tiny things that you can do to provide that five-star experience to people without spending money? Yeah, this- I- Right. And I don't think oftentimes you realize that by not doing just those little simple things, you can lose business. You know, I recall years ago, I had a doctor's appointment, walked into the doctor's office and and they were busy, which is great. And I said, you know, I'm here for my appointment. And they said, well, sit down and we'll call you when you're ready. And they didn't ask who I was. And, and after about 20 minutes, I, I said, you know, do you need to know who I am? They're like, we'll get to you. And after another 10 minutes, I walked out and I said, I'm not going back to that practice. Right. right? didn't greet me. They didn't know who I was and they didn't appreciate that I was there. And, you know, if if they were busy and said, Hey, we're super right. I would have stayed because I would have felt cared for. And like you're talking about just those little simple things can really turn the tide and make your patients feel special. Yep. Yeah. And you're so right. And it it just matters. And you think about from the advertising, why does advertising fail? Sometimes it fails because the experience is so poor, right? So again, it doesn't matter how much advertising a bad restaurant does eventually it's going to fail, right? It's, uh, unless they charge next to nothing. They're charging a dollar for a hamburger. They're always going to have an audience, right? Yep. If, it's, if there's a quality. So I, I actually recommend, you know, look at other practices, call other practices from time to time, kind of see what they're doing. What does it look like there? Um, how do they answer the phone? How are they treating um, patients? And always be looking around your practice and go, hey, what can we do to improve this experience for the consumer? Um, and I, there's so many ways you can do it without spending money. Right? Yeah. And that, that leads into, you know, the, the next couple of things is, you know, step number eight is how do you increase the lifetime value of the patient? Part of it is the experience, right? So you can kind of see how all these boxes work together, right? It's following up with the patient. Um, today, I won't mention the name, but we'll all know what I'm talking about. I see a lot of people upset about ortho being offered, Clear liners being offered directly to patients, right, uh, on the internet or via phone call. And a lot of people are upset about that. The reason why these organizations exist, and there's one big one, is because dentists aren't telling their patients everything that they offer. A lot of people don't know. They'll, they'll go out and get clear aligners 
not knowing that their dentist offers clear liners or their dentist doesn't offer clear liners, but knows an orthodontist down the hallway or down the street who's going to give a fantastic outcome and would say to them, hey, you know, go see this expert, right? Here's what you should do. So make sure in your practice that when a patient is new to the practice, that they are handed something that lists all of the services that you offer. Make sure that they know everything that you can possibly do for them. And, and you should probably remind them of that a couple of times per year, right? Through a digital newsletter, through what you're putting on social media. I mean, most people have big screens. It's pretty easy in their, in their practice. It's pretty easy to build a loop and tell people, hey, we offer this, we offer this, we offer this, right? So simple way to increase patient lifetime value. Um, let them know what you do. Hmm. Love that. Um, something else that I recommend, and I think this, you know, this actually let's jump to step number nine, which is a strategy to inspire and curate referrals. Hmm. Right? One of my favorite questions and answers, like clockwork, that I get from a lot of dentists is, "How do you get your new patients?" Oh, I get a ton of referrals. All referrals. How many referrals do you get? Hmm. I don't know. I get twenty. 20 a month, 15 a month, 30 a month, whatever they say, right? How do you know how many referrals you should be getting per month, right? So the, the, don't, be, don't be happy with how many referrals you're getting per month without knowing how many you should be getting per month, right? So if you don't have a system to curate and bring in referrals, you're getting less referrals than you should be getting. And I will tell you flat out, Tim, I'm not a a lot of people go, oh, I should pay for, I should pay for them. I should say, hey, bring your friends in and I'll give you a $50 gift card. I think that's a terrible idea myself. Um, I have some customers that do it and I tell them that's not something they should do. Because what you're doing is you're actually saying, hey, Patrick, if you send me your friend, they're your friends worth 50 bucks to me. My friends are worth more than $50. And then you're also telling me whatever treatment you just told me I needed is only worth 50 bucks. But you're putting a value on the service, right? So that is much lower than what it actually is. So um, make sure that you have a plan to do that. Ask for them. You know, have it in multiple places in your practice, how important it is to you that they refer your friends. Send a, a note when you get one. So I have my insurance agent. Um, anytime I send her a referral, sends me, I think it's a 10 or a $20 Starbucks gift card. I never even use the gift card. I hand it to my wife. She uses a gift card. Um, but it's such a nice thank you. Like I think about her and then I go, wow, that's really nice. I'm glad she did this. I'm appreciative. Uh, thanks goes a long way. We all know that, right? How much a thank you goes. And my next thought is who else can I refer to her? How do I get that? How do I get that feedback again? How do I get another thank you from her, right? She really appreciates it. So I'm more inclined to send her more referrals, right? So anytime a patient sends you a referral, send them a gift card and right? send them $20 to wherever, $25. Tell them how much it means to you, how appreciated, and let them know you'll take care of them. That person will send you so many more referrals than they ever did before. And I don't know many people that actually do this. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, what a powerful strategy to, to really be able to increase those referrals. And, and I love what you said. It's not just enough to ask how many referrals you got. It's you should be asking how many should I be getting it. And I'm guessing that's a number you can help people figure out. Yeah, you should. You should. I mean, it is. You old school dentists, and I mean this when they used to work really hard before there was these other forms of advertising that they participated in. And the, the goal was always to get five referrals from every single one of your patients. 
And that's a lot. I mean, if you think about it, if you have a thousand patients in your practice, how many referrals is that? It's 5,000 yeah. referrals. Right? Yep. I mean, that's a that's a, a ton of business. And and this is how practices did it before Google or the, even the yellow pages, right? Um, same exact way. So yeah, have a have a number in mind that's based off of a goal from each patient that you you have currently, right? So um, I think it's also increasing the lifetime value of that patient too, right? Because you're not just increasing the lifetime value in the sense of how much money will they spend with me and invest with me over the courses? How many will their friends and referrals? So if you know if I come into your practice and I spend ten thousand dollars there. Right. You would think my lifetime value is 10, but it's really not. If you get five referrals out of me, that spends 10,000. Now it's 60 grand, not $10,000. Huge difference. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that lifetime value. Right. I think that's so over missed by so many people because you're just looking at, you know, right. What's right in front of you instead of, you know, what does this actually represent in terms of referrals, future treatments, friends and family? Yeah. Yeah. Go back to that step number eight. And again, these are all connected to one another. Step number eight, you know, a, a little tip or trick I'll give you is when you have a patient that calls at the end of the year and says, I need my records because my insurance changed and you no longer accept my insurance. That's a, that's a pretty common phone call, right? Follow up with that patient. They may go to another dentist and not like it there whatsoever. When they go, okay, I don't care about my insurance. I want my old and I want my old dentist back. So stay in front of that person. A lot of people just get spiteful and go, oh, well, you know, good riddance. I'm glad they're gone. You know, follow up with them. And also remember too, that that insurance might change again in nine months back to an insurance or, or 12 months, I should say, back to an insurance that you accept. So if you message them in November and say, hey, has anything changed with your insurance? We'd love to have you back. Or... We'd love to have you back. We have an in-house plan for people like you who would rather be here, but insurance doesn't cover it. Maybe that person ends up coming back, but who does that? And it's, it's low hanging fruit. It's, it's almost free to advertise to that current customer. Yeah. Right. If you've been doing your work all along and, and when they first came on, if you got that email address, it's real easy to stay in touch with them and to remind them you're there in case they don't have such a good experience with whoever they go to next. That's right. Wow. And very, very powerful. Uh, and, and so now you, you've been able to actually put together these different steps in a, in a one page marketing workbook, correct? Yeah. It's just a worksheet. Yeah. I just created a simple worksheet. Now, will you need to go into more details on some of these hundred percent, right? But it should give you the bullet points like, Hey, if these four or five areas, if we really work on these, right. For each one of these boxes within the worksheet. Yeah, absolutely. Someone understanding what these boxes are, can literally sit down in a, in a couple of hours. Um, if I, you know, I, we usually set aside about an hour and 15 minutes to do it with one-on-one -on -one with a, with a, a dentist. Um, but themselves, they can do it in a couple hours and really say, Hey, you know, here's this plan. And if they stick to the plan, they're going to have success hundred percent mm -hmm. of the time. They're going to have success. Wow. And so this is something I can, you know, contact you do on my own, or it sounds like you're willing to sit down and, and work through this with me also. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and partly Tim, this, this industry didn't, you know, it was, I don't really believe in uh, luck or anything like that, but it, it did fall on my lap. Right. So it's something I'm very grateful for something amazing that happened to me that I don't deserve um, that. I didn't do anything really to, to, to gain. I love to get back to the community. What I don't like to see happen. And I see it all too often is people fail and waste tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars 
um, trying things that just don't seem to ever work for them. Um, right. They get frustrated. They get depressed. Um, they want to go back to, you know, working for somebody else if they've recently started a practice. And if I can help someone really kind of understand the difference and, and save a lot of money um, and even more so, you know, see a significant return on investment. I would rather do that, have them go somewhere elsewhere than just work with, um, you know, somebody who's just going to take their money and run all day long. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that. And, and that's why I love having people just like you on the show, Patrick, is is because your heart is really making sure that you're getting taken great care of, whether it's, you know, with you or someone else. You just want to see people doing well. And unfortunately, there's providers out there that don't always do a good job. And, and really, your focus of differentiating that marketing piece during advertising, I, I think, is a, is a huge value add because there's a lot of companies that will just come in and turn all the advertising on, but your marketing isn't up to par. And like you said, you're not going to get that ROI. Whereas if you take the time to put that marketing in place to make sure that's working the way it should work, uh, it's like having a bucket with holes versus a bucket without holes, right? If you're filling the bucket with holes up with water, it's not going to do any good. But yeah. if you plug those holes, all of a sudden your bucket's going to be full. 100%. Yep. It's, and I use the analogy very similar. I say, you know, it's a good day for it because it's cold and snowy out here. I, you know, if you have your, if I throw my furnace on in my house and open up every window in this place and all the doors, you think it's really going to get warmer in here than outside? No, it's not. It's, you know, it's just going to waste heating fuel and, it, you know, it'd be yep. a, just a mess. And that's what people do. They do it all the time. I and mean, when you see it happen all the time. But the heater theoretically is working. It is doing its job. It is pumping out heat. But the problem is you're losing all that heat out the windows. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how can we get in touch with you? How can someone take advantage of this one page marketing worksheet and, and work with you to actually take an analysis of their practice? Yeah. So the easiest way is visit our website. Um, it's omnipremier.com. Um, they can go there and um, just fill out a form and ask for me. Um, ask for Patrick and just say, hey, they want the they want the plan. Um, I'll make sure that you have a copy. So anyone that contacts you, if you want to put it up on, on any of your social, you can do that um, as well. I, I actually, what we typically do when we do a session with people is I'll send them the, the worksheet ahead of time and say, hey, start looking at this, start thinking about this before our meeting. So, you know, I think it would be great if you if you wanted to put it out on your um, social channels, you could do so. Um, and then the last thing that they can do too is um, you can email us at info at omnipremier.com and just mention um, Tim's podcast and we'll make sure to set you up. Excellent. Yeah, I just posted the, the link to the website in the chat so everyone has that now and we'll make sure to get that out there. And I would encourage you, take advantage of this, right? I, I don't do these shows for your entertainment. I do these shows to bring you valuable content so you can take action, build that amazing life of significance, take better care of the people you love, causes you care about, keep changing the world for the better. But to do that, you got to take action. And so, Patrick, any closing thoughts before we sign off here? Tim, I am all out of thoughts. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. You know, there's so much. I, 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 I certainly like the kids. Um, yeah, work on that experience. Make sure everybody's on the same page. And then, you know, the, the thing that I can't say enough, answer your phones. And people take, this is a common thing that happens, is they take a lunch break from noon to 1.30. Everybody takes a lunch break during that time. But if you're, you know, if you are, um, an hourly employee, right, which so many people are, you may only be able to make phone calls for your family during your lunch break. So at 12 o'clock, I got to make an appointment for me and my children and my spouse for, you know, to get into the dentist, you know, it's four or five people that want to get in and they 
at 12.05 and it says, sorry, we're on a lunch break. If it's an emergency, call 911. If not, leave us a message and we'll get back to you. That person doesn't leave a message. They hang up the phone and they call the next dentist. If they don't answer, they hang up the phone and they call the next dentist. You would be shocked at the amount of money that is being, of new patient growth that, I, that is being lost on a monthly basis from practices that just don't answer the phone. Stagger the lunches, it's not that hard. Um, mm-hmm. Answer that darn phone. And, and one other tip, I tell people this all the time, and I, practices that have done it have seen their new patient appointments throw through the roof without doing anything different. Consider paying your team a bonus any new patient who calls and books and actually shows up. So five bucks, doesn't matter what it is, right? Some small bonus. And here's what will happen if, and sorry, you said one last moment. I've got a, a, a if I got another. This message. is good stuff. You, you can keep going. Thanks. Tim. The, the, if you offer just a $5 bonus, what, what happens right now is in most practices across the country, the busier the practice gets, the more money the dentist makes, right? But typically, the, the team's salary stays the same. Their income stays the same. So they have to do more insurance verifications, more follow-up, more billing, more phones, on and on and on. They're adding to their workload. Their income stays the same. So when someone calls and wants to book an appointment, how enthusiastic are they really? If to them, it's like the truth is, is, hey, your workload's increasing, and you're going to get paid the same. That's what that phone call is to so many people, right or wrong. If you give them a bonus to book, think about how they're going to answer the phone. First, they're going to run to answer the phone, right? You're going to have people tripping over themselves to answer that phone within one or two rings. How are they going to answer it? With a big smile, with enthusiasm, with excitement. They're going to, they're going to be so pleasant because they want that patient to come in, right? To, to book that appointment in and, and come in and sit down because then they get that bonus, right? So something I recommend that everyone do. I, when I get, when I talk, when I'm able to talk practices into doing this, no other changes, New patient bookings go up always. Wow. Uh, that's one thing you can go back and you can implement this afternoon. You don't even have to wait till tomorrow. You can do that right now today. That's Patrick, right. wow. What a what a powerful idea and a simple, simple thing to do. Yep. So that's going to be my last thought, Tim. Implement okay. that one today. Yep. I, I love it. Well, I, I know I'm certainly walking away with a much better understanding of how to build that successfully marketing brand for a, a practice. I certainly have a much better understanding in what goes into creating that plan, right? Including, right, looking at the before a patient comes in, when they're in the office, and then after they leave your practice too, and a great resource, right? That one-page business worksheet to really simplify my life and your life as the listeners. But more importantly, I certainly feel empowered and motivated to just grab one or two of these things to, to book a call with you to, to really explore, you know, how can we make sure that your practice is doing the best for you? So once again, Patrick, thank you for sharing so generously with us. Awesome, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Hey, great, great to have you here. And for all our listeners, we're looking forward to seeing you again soon on another edition here of Dental Wealth Nation. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 